the Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Graybeal. Hey guys, welcome back to the Business and Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Jared Graybeal. And once again, we were blessed with an interview opportunity. As you know by now, if you subscribe to the podcast, most of my episodes are short 15, 20 minute teachings around leadership or business. But every once in a while, I have an opportunity to bring on an interview uh, with someone that's um, leading a business that has a lot to offer and a lot to learn. Today, I'm really, really excited to have uh, Aaron Hind on the show from Life Aid. Aaron is the co founder and president of Life Aid. Aaron, how are you doing today? Jared, doing great. Thanks for having me on, brother. Absolutely, man. Thanks again for making the time to be on the show. Um, for those listening, if you're not listening around the time we launched this episode, it's March 19th, 2020. Um, we're right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. Things are changing fast. And so Aaron still made the time to jump on this show, although he's got to run a, a big business and uh, got a family and a lot of other things. So again, I really, really appreciate that, man. Um, you're welcome. We talked a little bit about it, um, but what are some of the shifts that LifeAid is making like right now to not only continue to grow the company, but to be a part of the community? Yeah, I think, look, so many of the shifts that, that we've made years ago are, are even more relevant now. And I'll give a few examples, especially for business owners out there. Number one, you know, standing firm at the gates of your mind, standing firm at the gates of your mind we've all heard the saying garbage in garbage out. Like if you are letting external forces dictate your day and your business right now, you're doomed for failure. You're doomed for failure. So you need to be very cognizant, very conscious of keeping your routines in this time uh, of increased stress and uncertainty, keeping with your morning rituals, keep your breathing, keep moving and exercising, you know, overly communicating with your team. So a lot of these practices now are being put on hyperdrive for us, but, you know, very important to keep the team intact and how can we provide value to the community? I mean, the gym community, which uh, we're, you know, heavily reliant on is suffering right now. So, you know, a lot of companies would take a very scarcity mindset and say, okay, well, we need to retract. We need to pull back. How do we, you know, decrease our spend in that channel? And we're taking the exact opposite approach. We're like saying, how can we support, you know, our community of, of gym owners? And uh, we'll be announcing something here in a couple of days uh, where we're going to be supporting them financially uh, as people uh, have to work or forced yeah. to work out at home. And that's really cool, Aaron. And I love, I was just reading before you and I got on a call, uh, a blog that I subscribed to from James Clear, and he writes a lot about habits. And sort of his message today was like, don't change your habit. Like, there's going to be some stuff that we can't, uh, that we have to adjust, right? Like if we're working from home, but we're used to going to the office, if we're used to grabbing a latte on the way to work, like there's some habits that have to change. But like, mm -hmm. the core components that like sort of, um, the, our success really comes from, like you said, your morning routine, continuing to breathe. Um, I think like, cause there's so much information right now and there's, there's a lot of propaganda. There's a lot of truth out there, but it's a little harder to discern the difference. And there's a lot of panic despite whatever the truth is. And as leaders, I mean, like that can, that can ruin stuff. And if we let our team see, that we're in, living in fear or that we're panic or worrying, man, that's just going to cause a weak foundation. So that's good. Absolutely. 
you know, where does fear come from? What, you know, are we truly fearful of the moment? I mean, if I look at the moment right now, we're able to communicate on this podcast. I came down to the office this morning. It's nice and quiet. I've had some incredible meetings this morning, very productive. You know, I just ate some, you know, healthy turkey slices and had one of our drinks. Like if I'm in the moment right now, I'm feeling pretty damn good. You know, I woke up at the normal time. I did my yoga. I went through my morning routine. I did my breathing. I filled out my five minute journal. Like, so what is the fear? The fear is based on events that haven't happened yet. Yeah. Right. Or it's based on our perception of things that have already occurred. Either way, we can't do anything about it. All we have is what the cards that were dealt right now at this moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. At this moment. So we have a choice to make as, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as leaders in our community, we can either continue to propagate the fear and, and, and fear paralyzes a lot of people, or we can take massive action. You know, we can take massive action to support our community, be the good shepherd that stands up, provides a positive message, provides a leadership role. There's ways there's ways that you can monetize right now, even if your gym is shut down. It's like, it's a great opportunity. Where is the opportunity in all this? I'm old enough now. I'm 44. I lived through the dot-com bus. I've lived through 9-11. I lived through the financial and housing market crisis. There are thousands upon thousands of millionaires and billionaires that came out of those times because they stepped up and provided leadership in times of need. And there's opportunity right now Whereas if your primary source of income has been cut off, it's a great time to develop some online training modules that are very scalable. It's a great time to be doing online classes with your members. It's a great time to incorporate some nutrition into your, your protocols, right? There's like, how can I value unity? That needs to be the very top of your mind. The money will follow that. I promise you. Yeah. How can I add value in I got a couple of buddies. We jumped on a call yesterday and we were really talking about the same thing. Like they all do something a little different. And it was like, well, what does it look like? And you know, one, of, one of them is like a broker for loans for real estate. And he's like, well, real estate's, you know, not the first thing to go, but nobody's trying to, no loans are closing. The government's shut down, you know, like, um, and you know, what does it look like for him? And so we had this, this conversation about, you know, in America, we've got a lot of people that unfortunately work part-time in the service industry, right? No PTO. They're not probably big-time influencers on social media. Uh, you know, what do they do in this time versus some of the people that are really well off? They've been putting money away for a long time. They've got the cash to double down on stocks, you know, like what all the big-time finance people are, are telling you to do. Um, what, what do you think you would tell the people on the other end of the spectrum that don't have content to leverage through social media or through a digital platform, right? Like they haven't prepared for this. Yeah. It's really easy to focus on the external forces, our circle of concern, we'll call it, that we cannot control. Okay. The, uh, the, the negations in life, well, they shut down my business. I can't do this. I won't do this. I, I, I can't do that, right? External forces being applied upon us. Let's focus on our circle of influence. What can I do? What are the affirmations? What can I do? What am I doing? What will I do? So if I was in the service in, uh, industry, like you just said, if I'm a waiter and all my money came from tips and everything, the industry shut down. What has gone Richter in its place? You know, 
home delivery services of, of meals, home delivery of food, takeout, like grocery stores. So I'm going to take my skills and expertise and immediately apply it and say, okay, I can start uh, running Uber Eats or I can start uh, you know, delivering, uh, meals. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hook up with my chef and we're going to create a, a, a side business. You keep cooking. I'm going to start uh, putting it out on my social media, encouraging friends and family. Hey, we're going to do home deliveries of killer meals that like you're used to at the restaurant by this chef and blah, blah, blah. Boom. New business form, taking action within yep. what I can do, what I have control over, not what I can't do. Any, anyone can sit at home and get out their blankie and cry themselves to sleep how they're so screwed right now. Okay. If you're going to do that, you're going to wither away and die. Now is the time to take massive action. And there are huge opportunities within our circle of influence. If you're willing to put in the work. That's good. Um, man, that was really good. Uh, so Aaron, I want to, I want to learn, a little bit more about life aid. So off the topic of the coronavirus, off the topic of, of current events, man, could you let's rewind back. Um, what did you do before life aid? I was a sports chiropractor for, for 10 years. That's awesome, man. So did you work with, uh, professional teams, uh, minor teams, uh, schools? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I had my own practice here in Scotts Valley, uh, Santa Cruz County. So that's where CrossFit HQ uh, is, or was, I should say, uh, yeah. until very recently headquartered. And so got into uh, the CrossFit industry by treating some of the higher ups at HQ. And then the athletes that would come into town and, uh, started working with NFL, um, um, major league baseball collegiate down to the high school level. So, you know, very, uh, athlete driven, uh, practice and, and had a great tenure run there. That's awesome, man. Um, do you, ever miss i mean because i love chiropractic medicine i often think like you know i'm 30 now i'm still in school i figure i'll probably be in school forever so why not just get you know why not become a chiropractor or something like that but that's a different conversation do you ever miss that practice i really miss the fact that you know i was really skillful very good at what i i did um so i miss that i feel you know that that void or that vacuum at least here in the county hasn't been filled to its fullest extent i miss you know connecting with people and getting amazing results with them and and improving their performance getting them out of pain uh but at the same time you know what i'm doing now is having a, a similar impact but exponentially uh, yeah. larger so you know the that that experience was so necessary for me and running a small business and and really being very referral based and customer service based and you know a lot of those lessons translated very well into what we're doing now and how we run this business that's awesome man how so how did you go from being a chiropractor to life aid i'm sure that's like a much longer story but what's the the short version yeah i mean it was really ignorance and passion you know no experience in um the beverage industry uh whatsoever uh, you know, I had uh, some professional athletes coming in with big energy drinks back in, you know, 2000, uh, late 2010. And, and I'm telling them, look, you guys got to get off of that. Look how much sugar's in there. And that stuff's going to give you adrenal fatigue. And, you know, look at the artificial colorings. And, and they're like, okay, I'll get off of it. But what do you want? You know, what should I drink instead? You know, water all the time is boring. And I couldn't point them to anything. Yeah. There was nothing on the market, you know kombucha just hit the scene but that's a very acquired taste kind of hippy dippy 
And so that's why I say it was out of, you know, really ignorance and, and passion for something that was clean, efficacious, and still kind of had that cool, sexy hip vibe of the energy drink. So, you know, that was uh, when Orion and I, we met across the gym in, in 2011 and, and Life Aid was born. I'm sorry, in 2009, we met and Life Aid was born in 2011. Wow. And so you guys just kind of were like, let's do this thing. What, what do we do? And you contacted a, a beverage production facility and yeah 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 you just figure it out you know you figure it out like anything i mean thank god for google imagine when you had to like flip through the phone book and and get out the encyclopedias like you know uh, you figure it out like like people are doing right now you know we're figuring it out we have a unique ability as a species to survive and um you know anyone regardless of where you're at in your journey we're all doing the same thing we're trying to you know, make a good living for ourselves, take care of our families, take care of our friends and our community and, and provide massive value in the world. And I don't care if you're a struggling entrepreneur at a startup or, you know, you're a billionaire celebrity. I've hung out with both ends of the spectrum. I've been, you know, on the lower end of the spectrum before. And uh, we're all just dudes and chicks trying to survive and do the best way we can. You know, it's there's people are people. So um, we all have a very similar struggle. Yeah, absolutely, man. What do you think one of the greatest, and you probably, you know, it's been uh, 19 years now since you started, nine years now, gosh. Nine years, yeah. Yeah, thank gosh. Yeah. Time doesn't go by that fast. But uh, it's been nine years since you started. What, what are some of the greatest obstacles that you faced um, since starting LifeAid? Oh, gosh, there's been so many obstacles. I mean, um, I think when you're first getting going in business, you're, you know, you're doing everything. You're doing product development, you're doing sales, you're doing marketing, you're taking out the trash, you're answering phone calls, everything. And as you uh, scale and the business grows, you know, you're literally forced to, to begin to hire for different positions. And you know, one of the big challenges is hiring out of necessity instead of hiring you know, the really the right fit, starting with culture and then, and then you know, in the skill set. And so we had some challenges early on from, you know, some, some individuals we brought on the team out of necessity. So I'd be very cognizant of that process. Don't speed that up just because a position needs to get filled yesterday. Make sure that you're being very thoughtful and methodical and going through the right processes to make sure you're getting the right people on the team. Um, you know, financial has always been a, a challenge. We, you know, we almost went bankrupt probably a dozen times during this journey. And, and so being accurate in your thinking is, is huge. Accurate thinking is, a, is probably the number one reason that entrepreneurs fail. They're inaccurately thinking about their product, their messaging, their timing to the market, demand, cost of goods, you know, margins, et cetera. There's so many ways you know, to, to be successful as an entrepreneur and in business. As you know, you have to have a hundred different variables all really hit and align all at once. And sometimes one of those can sink the ship. So being very accurate, am I thinking accurately about, you know, this strategy and this launch and this product and this demand and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, being accurate in your thinking, bringing the right people on the team, finances is always a big one. And then, you know, right now is obviously a big challenging time that we're dealing with, with COVID-19 and, and how, you know, the, uh, it's really, created an atmosphere of, of fear, which I believe really is based off the ego. You know, why do, why are people, you know, fearful? It's fear is, is secondary to 
not only not being present in the moment, but it's also uh, uh, being in scarcity mode, yeah. you know, and, scar- and scarcity is a symptom uh, of the ego. You know, if we truly bought into ultimate abundance in all aspects of our life, then there would be no ego. There would be no ego. Uh, so how do we keep the ego in check? How do we stay present? You know, how do we continue to operate in abundance mode, even though 90 five percent of the people around us are in scarcity mode yeah i think you know gratitude right i mean um but we talk a lot about um practicing gratitude you'll you'll hear and read a lot of people talk about that or write about that but you know mastering gratitude i think is the real key right because if we practice something that's basically we're insinuating that we would never get that great at it if we're always practicing but if you well, top, Matt Frazier practices every day, you know, I mean, I be the, what, you know, the ultimate goal of being perfectly in gratitude may not, may not be realistic, but every day we can inch closer to that, right? Every day we can inch closer to be a better athlete or the best athlete we can be or inch closer. So, um, I, you know, some people would say, well, what's the point of ever doing it? I'm never going to get there. It's like, well, no, you, this is all about the journey. You know, it's all about the journey. It's about enjoying the ride. I used to hate it when people would give me that advice. You know, I'd have my advisor saying, Oh, don't forget to enjoy the ride. I'm like, F you, you're a multimillionaire. I'm, you know, a million dollars in debt. I'm eating tuna and mac and cheese. I live in a trailer. Like, you know, easy for you to say, enjoy the ride. But now, that I'm a little bit more mature and, and have gone through some different cycles. It's like, Oh, okay. I get it now. I get it now. I'm 44. I don't, I will never get to be 24 again or 34, right? All we have is this life. So you, we all have a choice. We all have a choice. I just read something. I want to repeat to the audience here. No event. So we're in an event right now. We're in an event event plus reaction equals outcome event plus reaction equals outcome we're in an event how we react to that will dictate our outcome we have a choice in the reaction we have a choice in the reaction we don't have a choice in the event we have a choice in the reaction so we can dictate our outcomes and not just through the coronavirus but in our relationships in our business in life through how we react we can and that is a choice so choosing to be on a positive trajectory constantly through thick and thin is how we carry ourselves through these tough times. And when you have those practices, even when times aren't as tough or aren't as stressful as they are today, you know, we continue to accelerate. Yeah, that's really good. So right now, especially navigating through these type of changes, which I think is sort of exposing us and exposing the businesses that have strong foundations, the leaders that have strong foundations, what would you say, what would you say makes a great leader? Like who are the type of people that are going to navigate their companies through this type of time? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I've been thinking about that, you know, a lot. Um, What makes a great leader? What, what separates, you know, the people that really rise up to the people that, that fold um, and, and, at the same time, the companies that will rise up as a result of that leadership, um, empathy and compassion, you know, I mean, what is marketing? Marketing is entering the conversation that's already going on 
in our prospects and customers' minds, you know, knowing that there is a lot of fear, there's anxiety out there. So instead of feeding into that negativity and, and, and that sky is falling type of attitude, how can I be uh, a rational uh, example of hope, of, of positivity? You know, how can we turn this current situation and react in a positive way, look for the opportunities? How can we nurture our herd? You know, how can we be the good shepherd? How can we make sure we're taking care of our people, our families, our communities, our extended communities, right? People need to hear positive messages right now. We need to focus on solutions, not problems. So how can we focus on, you know, what solutions are we focused on? What's our messaging look like? So we need to make sure, you know, the good leaders have it squared away up top. That's where, you know, that's where it really starts. Because if you think about it, everything's a cycle. We're either spiraling in a positive direction or eternally in a negative direction, right? Our belief system, a lot of which started from zero to seven years old, but is constantly evolving. Our belief system has formed our thought process. Our thoughts become our words. Our words become our actions. And our actions over time is what, how we get results in life. Those results reinforce a belief system and the cycle continues, okay? So think of this circle that's going around and around, but the circle is moving. It's moving in one direction, one trajectory or another, positive or negative trajectory. So if you're caught in a funk right now, if you're stuck, if you're buying into all of this negativity, if the sky is falling, you know, many people know abracadabra. What does that mean? You know, it translates in Aramaic to with my words, I create. You will manifest in real time right now, whether you're going to win or lose in this situation, whether you're going to come out, you know, uh, as a positive outcome or a majorly negative outcome. It's a choice. Event plus reaction equals outcome. So how do we break that cycle if you are finding yourself in that negative cycle? Well, can't really change your belief system because that's there. It takes you know experiences to change the belief system. Uh, it's really difficult to just tell your mind to stop thinking a certain way. But what we can control in that cycle is the words that are coming out of our mouth and our actions, our actions, our words and our actions. So even if you're thinking the sky is falling, be very mindful of how you're communicating with people. What what? What verbiage are you using in your communication? Is it soft talk? Maybe, could, should, would? Is it negations, can't, won't? Or is it I can, I am, I will, I'm doing, right? Is it the affirmative? What are you doing? What is in with your control? And then your actions. What actions are you taking? Are you sulking on the couch? Or are you out hammering the phones, creative massive value? Hey, I got laid off here, but or this is not working for me, but I'm going to, this is my opportunity to start my online business or online coaching or, or nutrition or hustle and do whatever I got to do, you know? So we can change our, our words and our actions. And guess what? We change our words and our actions over time. It affects our outcomes. And when we have different outcomes, it starts to have an effect on our belief system, which changes the way we think, which changes our words, which change our actions, which change our outcomes, which change our beliefs. And we turn that spiral to a positive trajectory. In five years from now, we will all be in a different place than we are right now. It's your choice at home right now, right now, if that's going to be in a positive place five years from now or a much more negative place based on how we're reacting 
in this current situation. Wow. And it's going to take, I think, courage to be that type of person right now. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, I don't think a lot of people naturally want to step up and be the light or like the good shepherd, right? So for those that naturally have empathy, for those that are, that are maybe even naturally positive people, now's the time they have to be sort of bold and courageous because we have social distancing. Like they got to jump on Instagram right now and say, Hey guys, the world's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like you got to jump on a zoom call with your staff. Now you got to learn how to articulate these things through digital media platforms. And that's different for a lot of people still avoid that. You know, Um, we need to overly communicate right now. And we need to overly communicate using the tools that are available. And look, we're all leaders, whether we have big Instagram following or not, we're leading ourselves, you know, we're leading ourselves. We're making choices for ourselves. We're a lot of times leading our families, you know, with our significant other, our children, if you have children, you know, if you have a team, even if it's a team of one, you're leading them, you know, we're, we're leading people all the time, whether we want to or not, you know, the choice is ours, how we are going to lead them, what type of leader. I always love the quote, be the leader you want to follow, you know, become the leader you want to follow. That is uh, something I write down often in my five minute journal, like be the leader you want to follow. You know, am I in full alignment with myself? This is a great time to look in the mirror and test our resolve. Am I in alignment with myself or am I not? You know, what am I doing when no one else is looking? What if everything I did showed up on a the front page of the New York Times. Is that okay? Am I in full alignment? And then when you're in alignment with yourself, are you in alignment with, you know, your spouse, your business partner, your kids, your community, your team, right? Because the rock, the foundation for all of this is starting with alignment. Alignment leads to trajectory and doing all the right things to make sure we stay on that trajectory and trajectory leads to momentum, you know, and momentum in life and relationships and business you know, it's all a momentum game. So we need to be very mindful, kind of bringing it full circle, you know, guard, be guardians of the inputs that are going into our mind right now. Don't buy into the negativity. I'm not saying don't be safe, don't be smart, you know, don't comply with your, your local laws and jurisdictions on, you know, social distancing, even that social distancing. I reframe that. That's familial closening, you know, for me. That's familial closening. That's an opportunity for me to go on a lunchtime hike with my wife and kids that I would never get to do if I was had to, you were coming into the office like I typically am. You know, familial closening, not social distancing. Social distancing. Yeah, you're right, man. I think it's all about the mindset right now, and even during times that are really good, like good leadership starts in the mind, um, and I think instances like this, like this particular pandemic makes probably the, some of the adversities that you and I have dealt with over the past couple of years, not look so bad. Um, Cause we're like, well, wow, I thought that was a big deal. This is a big deal, but I'm going to get through this the same way I got through that. Just this too shall pass. This too yeah. shall pass. I promise you this too shall pass and we will overcome it. And we will be stronger as a result of it. Because one shift that we, you have to make at some point in your life if you're going to move forward is, as Ryan Halliday says, the obstacle is the way. It's not a path that you can choose or not choose or try to avoid. 
it is the way. The only way to up-level your game is to, is to welcome the obstacles and challenges. If, just think about it. If everything's hunky-dory, if everything's kosher, if you're, everything's smooth sailing, do you actually change your behaviors at all? Mm-hmm. Of course you not you don't, right? Why would you? Everything's smooth sailing, right? It's only in the obstacles that we are challenged with that we have to have new ways of thinking, up-level our game, get rid of bad habits, right? The obstacle is the way. It is the path. It is the only way forward. So instead of saying, oh, I'm, I'm, my whole point is to avoid obstacles, no, bring them on. Bring them on because I know I'm going to be a better person as a result of it. I know my organization is going to be better off. My community is going to be better off. The obstacle is the way. And I'll just give people an example. If, for those that are around, were around and remember, you know, 9-11. Remember after 9-11, was there a Republican and Democrat in this country? Was there, you know, us versus Canada and Mexico? Was there us versus China? No, it was about, the, it was about coming together as a community as members of the United States of America. There was no politics. There was no, none of that garbage. It was about unity, right? Unity. And we've unfortunately gotten away from that uh, since then. But for a period of time, we were united as a people of this great country. And so there's opportunities right now for us to unite again, to come together again, to remember what is important in our lives, you know, to make sure that we're being the good shepherd of our, our families and our communities and, and people around us, being that light, being that hope, being the, being the way forward. That's awesome. And Aaron, <clears throat> I want to kind of circle back to uh, LifeAid as a company, um, just to learn a little, a little bit more about that organization and um, just to maybe gain context into how you've learned so much. Um, how many employees do you oversee as a president now? Uh, we have uh, about 75 employees. Wow. Team members. Yeah. And so, I mean, and you started this thing scrappy, right? Just you and Orion and then one and then another. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Is your office in California or do, do people work like remote all over the country? Yeah, about half of our teams here in Santa Cruz and then half remote. Awesome. What do you think, um, as someone that's managing remote workers, what, what would be some of your advice around that? Because that's something that a lot of companies are going to have to transition more heavily to, um, quickly, if not already. Yeah. I mean, like I said, our, our number one goal is keeping our, our team safe and, and keeping everybody employed through these challenging times. So, if your job that you're typically doing, say you're an outside sales rep and you're typically dropping into gyms, but all the gyms are closed, what can you be doing You know, from home in your computer? You can be opening up Loom, which is a great app, and, and sending video messages of encouragement. You can be doing handwritten notes. You can be sending some free immunity aid samples out for, for people that you know need it, that need that immune boost, right? You can be you know, how can you provide value? You can be getting cross-trained. You can be doing professional development. You can be, have some thinking time. Too often we don't carve out time to actually think, you know, think on, you know, big ideas, ways to help move the business forward. But again, looking, where's the opportunities right now? Because they're all around us if you open your eyes. And so do you, do you have any, ever have any challenges with 
being the president of a company with half the people being remote. I mean, like, you know, cause if, especially at sales, right. They could be really good or they could do nothing for a short period of time until you look at their numbers and you're like, all right, this, this person's not doing a whole lot. Um, so what do you think, like, what do you think contributes to your success in doing that? Like in managing a group of people that are, are so remote? Well, part of it is who you bring on the team to begin with. Right. So if you bring on the right people, then they're going to be getting shit done when no one's looking. Right. That's kind of that alignment issue we talked about. Um, number two, really increasing communication during this time. Uh, so when you're not face to face, things get lost through email, through text, things get misinterpreted. Pick up the phone if you need to hop on Zoom or, or FaceTime, increase the communication, have very clear and concise expectations around key performance indicators or uh, objectives and key results, you know, have that very clear, have consistent check-ins and, uh, and you'll see results from that. I mean, again, if you're bringing the right people on the team, you have set expectations, you're communicating around those as things continue to evolve, you know, you can continue to be productive right now. That's a great, great advice. Now, personally, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are, <clears throat> about my decision and you're welcome to be candid uh, with what we did with the company. So like I mentioned, we deliver to locations. So we're technically a meal delivery service, but not fully, um, not until now. And so Monday, I sort of, you know, things happen so quickly, even though we've known about this for a while, but just the changes were very rapid over the past week. Um, and so Monday I decided, you know, after a couple of our locations closed, man, if they continue to close, we don't have space to put these meals anywhere else. We need to deliver to their homes. And so I decided it's, it's really all or nothing. We're not going to deliver to some locations and to some homes. We're just converting overnight to a home delivery service because if those locations shut down, well, we've got fresh food in there. I've got to refund everybody. So I just figured let's get their addresses. Let's do free delivery for the next two weeks. We need to communicate that. Um, what do you think about that decision? Well, look, you're ahead of the curve. You know, you're thinking ahead. I think that's smart. Um, if I'm going to be totally candid here, which I always want to be, um, I would have, and I, again, I don't know enough about your business, but I would have likely staged it only in as much as the gyms that are still open may remain open through this thing and it may blow over in a couple of weeks. Like I assume there's some type of a revenue share where the gym's getting something for housing the, the meals. Mm -hmm. They get, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I know that I wouldn't be here today, meaning Life Aid, Fit Aid, wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the gym. So I'm going to continue to support them no matter what through thick and thin. So uh, if, you, if you roll completely out to home delivery, I would consider, hey, what percentage were those gyms still getting and how can I continue to, to give them some type of a, a continue on that rev share even though they're not housing it during these times? You know, and they're not going to forget that. Like, yeah, they're not providing the service or the value that you were giving them a rev share for. But when this ends in a, in a, you know anywhere from a few weeks to a few months, when this ends, there's still the opportunity uh, uh, for you to go back to that uh, original model. And you know, those gyms won't forget if you continue to support yeah. them through these tough times. Like, everything's compounding, right? So if they've got uh, members that are you know jumping ship or not paying and you know all of this stuff like 
they don't need fuel to the fire. They need lifelines right now. And, and we have an opportunity to provide that. Yeah, that's good advice. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. So, um, we'll, we'll wrap up here in a minute. I know you got to jump to an interview here shortly. I have a couple sort of random questions that I like to ask before I close out the interview. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to jump into these. Um, one of them is Aaron, what's the best investment either of time or money that you've made in the last six months? Um, that wasn't with your family. Cause most people are going to say, you know, time with my family. Other than that, what's a more practical investment that you've made in the past six months that you would say is the best one? The best one. Uh, we have been uh, communicating with, with someone very well-known and established in the beverage industry who's been involved with more unicorn brands in food and beverage than any other individual that I know of alive right now. And nurturing that relationship over the last really nine years and that individual recently joined our board of directors which was awesome. was huge and i would say you know that in, investing in that individual and in ourselves as a company as a result of that has, has been you know the best investment so mentors uh, uh board members advisors like there is a wealth of knowledge of people that have been there and done that there's you don't always have to go through the school of hard knocks yourself yeah. you know you do learn that way but you can also leapfrog through through uh, the right uh, individuals and associating with those people. Mentorship. Got it. And Aaron, what would you say is your number one favorite thing about what you do? My one, number one favorite thing. Oh, man. I love the level of the game. I mean, I am, I'm all about, you know, the game, the game of life and just continuing to up level. Like, how can I continue to evolve into the best version of myself? You know, and being confronted with challenges, the more objective I can be about my own ego and my own shortcomings and, and areas that I can really work on and move forward. But I love the level of the game. I mean, this is the biggest difference between, you know, when you asked me, well, you know, when I was a chiropractor, you know, I got to serve, say, you know, 350, 400 new people every year, which was amazing. But that, you know, got me to, you know, 5,000 people in my career or whatever it was. You know, now, like the, the level of, of individuals that I have access to, that I can communicate with, that I can get advice from, you know, uh, those that I can observe and hang out with and absorb from and the, and the rooms that I can uh, put myself in is just, it's just an amazing, life is amazing, the game is amazing, and it continues to evolve and the more maturity that I, I get under my belt, the more I appreciate all of it. That's awesome. If you could put, which you probably could, if you could put a, a billboard up on the busiest street that you can think of, blank billboard, what would it say? Hmm. Well, right now I'd put, take a deep breath. It's all going to be okay. I love it. Um, Aaron, man, I, I really appreciate you being on the show um, and taking the time and giving us so much of your wisdom um, this has been super valuable to me. I'm sure it will be for the audience. Um, before we close out everything, how can people find you? Uh, for me, I'm at Aaron Hind, A-A, Ron Hind, H-I-N-D-E, on uh, most active on Instagram or, or LinkedIn. Uh, for our business, you know, at FitAid's, our largest Instagram account, at LifeAid or LifeAidBevCo.com. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody that hasn't heard of fit aid or life aid by now so i'm sure they know how to find that 
um, especially if they work out in small boxes or CrossFit across the world. Um, man, what's the future of Life Aid look like? What's something that you guys are working on um, that you can that you can talk about? Well, we've got a zero uh, sugar versions of all of our SKUs, so we'll have a low cal version, zero sugar version. We've got some cool innovation coming uh, in the Fit Aid and the overall platform space that that'll be launching here in a few months. And you know, really, look, we're we're looking to be a household name. I mean, we the big the big beverage companies in this country, the biggest ones, you know, that have been around for a hundred plus years, have gotten a free pass for a hundred years for poisoning our kids with high sugar, artificial ingredients, garbage, diabetes rates are through the roof. Like I want to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. I want what we're doing to have an impact on their decision-making process, meaning they're formulating drinks and foods that are better for you, that are cleaner, that have more transparent labels and ingredients that have lower sugar, that don't have all the garbage and sucralose and aspartame and all these toxic ingredients because of what we're doing. So the more we can succeed, the more we can help help hold them accountable and literally shift the trajectory of health in this country. Of course, with the help of all the gym owners, getting them to move, get them off the couch. That was really good, man. I wish I would have asked that question earlier on so we can talk more about that. Uh, I completely agree. You know, I sell food for a living. So I'm like on the same, but in terms of fast food, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Um, one day we hope to make a dent in how McDonald's does their advertising and product design, but uh, we've yeah. got some work to do. Um, well, Aaron, man, I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, uh, to everyone listening, I appreciate you uh, checking us out. And until next time, we love you. Have a great day. 